0: to episode number 11 of the get to know nhco podcast thank you so much for tuning in we really hope you enjoy our program this month for february of 2022 this is tom baker executive director of nhco along with
1: erica cochran director of development and communications
0: and this is kind of our Valentine's episode. We're here in February 2022, Ooh, yes, right? It so it is. Uh, I will say the love that people give to our organization through their donations, their time, their passion, it's really unbelievable. And what we saw over this last holiday season, you know, at the end of 2021 and already at the, the start here of 2022, it's been really remarkable, Erica.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's always heartwarming at the end of every holiday season to just look back and see all of the good that the community does.
0: It's been absolutely amazing. I will say the, the personal care collections what we have going, on right now for our sharing projects. And sharing projects are a great way for businesses, schools, community groups, civic associations to get involved and give back. 10 HCO. Personal care items, what all does that include? Do you, do you know what Vicki B's collecting right now, Erica? I
1: do, I do. So personal care is one of my favorites because it's one of those things that people don't usually think about, right? It's not food, it's not toys, it's not coats, but it's kind of the forgotten items that food stamps and SNAP benefits do not cover. So that's all your toiletries, your shampoo, your soap, your toothbrushes, your toothpaste. And we like to do a special collection every year. For those things to make sure everyone who visits our pantry gets those things. So it's it's one of my my most favorite sharing projects because
0: it's very unique. Same thing with uh, spring cleaning items. So that's a great collection that Vicki does over the springtime. And we make sure that those supplies get out to our clients. And uh, again, not covered by SNAP benefits. So right. it's a really important thing in an impactful way for donors and, and people that support our organization to give back and show their love for community and for helping their neighbors. It's really great. Yeah. Well, one of our organizations that we love in the community <laughs> is the Pittsburgh North Region. Regional Chamber of Commerce. Our headline guests this episode are President of the Chamber, Jim Bolts, and also Annie Carnes, who is the Director of Marketing and Events. Welcome to the show, Jim and Annie.
2: Hello. Hi. Hi. How are you? it's good to
0: have you here. Tom and Erica, thank you so much for having us. We're so excited about today.
2: Yeah, this is awesome. Thanks for having us.
0: Well, we're so glad to have you. And I will say the collaboration that takes place between the Pittsburgh North Regional Chamber of Commerce and North Hills Community Outreach is something that Eric and I and our team are really proud of. We do so much good together. But we're going to focus on this episode all about you, all about the chamber and all the great things that you have going on. Uh, Eric and I you have know, noticed and been following the fact that last year you were named one of the top chambers not just in the region, not just in the state, but in the country. Tell us a little bit about that, that accolade for the organization. Sure.
3: Thank you, Tom. First of all, let me give you a little bit bit of background about it. We're a member of an organization called the Association of Chamber of Commerce Executives. That organization has 1,700 chambers nationwide, and actually some in the United Kingdom, too. Every year, they select a Chamber of the Year. And there's a process that you go through. At the beginning of the year, you turn in all, all sorts of information to them regarding what you did in the past year, all the financial data, that kind of thing. You submit that, and from that, they let you know if you're eligible for Chamber of the Year. Hmm. That narrows 1,700 pool down to around 200. And then you choose from that point whether you want to continue and go through the process. We did a lot in 2020, like every organization had to do, like every business had to do as far as pivoting, changing how we operated, going from connecting businesses to connecting businesses in ways that they could survive Mm -hmm. the pandemic. And from our efforts there, we felt that it was a good year for us to apply for the honor. We did, and from that, it was narrowed down to three finalists, and we were one of the three finalists that for Chamber of the Year award. It's a big yeah. deal. Well, congratulations
0: to the two of you, and also to Beth and Heather, the, the other half of your team. Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, you, you really do have such an active chamber, and there's no reason to be bored in our region, and there's really no reason to be bored when you are a member of the Pittsburgh North Regional Chamber of Commerce. If you don't mind, just share it with us a little bit about the scope of the chamber, maybe how many members you have, the big Guess populations where they come from, kind of the area that you, that you focus on for your chamber.
3: Sure. Well, why don't I start with the geographical footprint? Mm-hmm. So, basically, our chamber North Hills of Pittsburgh, the McKnight Road corridor up through Cranberry and Opal, over to Route Eight, over to the Beaver County line. So that kind of is the is the scope of our chamber. We have around a thousand members. We are one of the most active chambers in the area. We're also one of the biggest chambers in western Pennsylvania. We have two offices. We have one in Wexford. That's where our main office is. But we also have one in Cranberry. And we really try to connect members. Uh, We have over 150 events a year if you can believe it, keeps us very active. But we can do that because we have a lot of great members who volunteer a lot of their time, too. We have a small and but mighty crew, um, <laughs> but we also have a lot of help in doing that, too.
0: That is true. It's a staff of four, but when you include all the members and the ways that they give back and help plan events, too. You, you mentioned Cranberry. Let's talk about the summer. The two of you, and I know, we're a couple months away. We're in February of 2022 here. We're a couple months away from summer. But you have one of the biggest uh, shows in town come every Friday, so Rob, the summer, can you tell us a little bit about the farmer's market? Sure, I'll let Annie go.
2: Yeah, so part of our plan for when 2020 hit was Crippery Township approached us to take over what they had as the farmer's market, which at the beginning was only just a few vendors and maybe 100 people to visit every Friday. So in, what was it, July of 2020, we took over the farmer's market, and since then there have been 40 vendors every Friday, and then probably an average of about a 1,000 people that come visit and shop. We have food trucks, we have live music, uh, we have special events at the Farmer's Market, and this year it kicks off first Friday in June, and it'll go to the last Friday in September. And... We still plan on keeping the same format with the live music and the food trucks. During special event days, we have what we call the libation station. So we actually have happy hour at the farmer's market, which is real fun. (laughs) And it's a great time. We've had really good luck in the past with the weather. So hopefully this year we can continue on that tradition of good (laughs) weather. But really, it's awesome because it connects local businesses and small businesses to the community. And we've also added something in... December every year, the first Saturday of the month called Holiday Village Market, which also brings sort of like the arts and crafts vendors from around the area just to encourage the community to shop local during the holidays. It's one of my favorite events, I think. It's real fun. It's kind of like like literally a Hallmark Christmas movie outside with all the lights and the hot chocolate.
0: Just had it two months ago. Erica and I were there together in 2020, and then I was there with some of our mm-hmm. team members in 2021. It was just such a great event. You really pull And I, Jim, I've seen you on your clicker. You know, you're clicking all the numbers <laughs> yeah, right, right, the, right. the farmers yeah. market. And hey, Erica can attest to this. I was texting her during, and I said, Annie and Jim the team pull off something really special every Friday. It's it's pretty mm-hmm. remarkable what you do on a regular basis there with that event.
3: Yeah, the Holiday Village Market actually has grown to over 2,000 people attending that. So it it really is a great event. And I just want to back up just a second, you know, the farmer's market, if you remember back in the beginning of 2020, when everything started with the shutdowns and that kind of thing, we as a chamber had to redo everything that we did. And we were looking at how can we really help our members? What can we do? We really didn't know anything about farmer's markets, never were involved in one in the past. This opportunity came to us through cranberry, and we said, "Well, yeah, this is this is a way we can really make an impact in the community, and impact and shop local." So that's how we got involved. So we did a real quick study on mm-hmm. what farmers' markets are all about, and how to really do it, and what to really do. And it's just grown and grown and grown. When it, when we took it over, before that, it had around 100 people that maybe attended every week. Maybe 10 vendors, as I think Annie might have alluded to. We grew it, and she said we have 40 vendors. We do. We also have a waiting list of 20 to 25 wow. vendors mm-hmm. to really be involved here. It's 40 because that's all the space that we have. Mm-hmm. But we grew the attendance then the first year to around 350 average the second year, meaning last, meaning 2021, last year, the average attendance was around a thousand. And we're really excited about this year and just the growth that we can see. And again, it's all about supporting our local community businesses. Right. We're in February now, so June is in sight. The farmers right. market's oh, warm uh, outside. Is. Yeah. You can come see Jim and
0: Annie and, and visit the team at the libation station. It's a good Friday night, that's for sure.
1: I don't want to pass up the fact that you guys, Obviously, connecting, you know, local businesses and shopping local is is your main thing. But let's not forget about the Giving Tree Program, which Mm -hmm. is a huge part of your Holiday Village Market, which NHCO benefits from. Um, Can you tell us a little bit about that and how that supports local nonprofits as well?
3: Nonprofits are such a big part of our organization. A lot of people don't uh, realize how big of a part nonprofits play in chambers of commerce. Nonprofits really have a lot to do with the community and giving back, and the chamber really wants to support that and do the same. So for a while now, at least 10, over 10 years, we've had the Giving Tree Program, and that is a program where we support our nonprofit members and we collect gifts for the people that they serve. The people that they serve fill out um have a wish list. We take those, those wishes, put them on tags, distribute them to local businesses people then pick the tags up, buy the gifts, returning to us. And I'm happy to say the last six years, every year, we've collected over 500 gifts, and there's not been a tag we haven't fulfilled. That's amazing. Mm-hmm.
1: And thank you, yeah, for, thank you for doing so that. support yeah. so many of people we serve through that program, so we appreciate it.
3: Right, and I want to emphasize, too, when we talk about gifts, a lot of people say, oh, children, you know, yeah. it's it's not just children. It's adults. It's people in need. And when you look at the tags and you see the the wishes that they have, you know, it, my might be for socks or a blanket Mm -hmm. or a microwave Mm -hmm. or a – so it really is probably in a lot of times the only gifts these people will get for Christmas, and that's what
0: makes it so rewarding. Yeah, we were, I mean, 2020 and, and 2021 was really close. For our organization, we had 333 families, over 800 kids get all of their Christmas toys and holiday gifts through NHG, or at least the bulk of them through our organization. And we couldn't do it without partners like the Pittsburgh North Regional Chamber and through your outreach, your community outreach committee within the chamber. Let's talk about some of the different groups, though. I know you have your regular meetings as well. Uh, there's Tuesday meeting, there's a Thursday morning <laughs> meeting. Tell us about how the ways that your members connect through those gatherings.
2: Well, uh, we do have our weekly connections meetings, Currently the biggest one is our Tuesdays at 1130 at Discovery Christian Church. Averages about 18 to 20 people that come every Tuesday morning because of the pandemic. I hate this word, but pivoting. We're constantly <laughs> no. pivoting when we're having our meetings, depending on, you know, what the state is happening with our world. In the past, we've had more in-person than we've had virtual, but we've sort of had to transition into having a hybrid type of setting each week for our networking meetings. But aside from networking meetings with connections, you know, we have our lunchbox sessions, which is the second Wednesday of every month, which is really sort of like an educational networking meeting that we bring a speaker on as a different subject, and you can just learn over lunch, hence the lunchbox <laughs> sessions. And then the first Wednesday of every month, we've got Marketplace Lunch, if you're also interested in having another lunch meeting, which is just networking. You know, just come over lunch, constantly, always new people there. On top of it, you can get involved in many of our committees. Mm-hmm. So, like we previously mentioned, we have the outreach committee that meets every Friday, we have the hype committee yeah. that meets yeah. every Wednesday, and they all meet on different days of the week. So depending on if you're interested in, you know, membership, because we have a membership committee. If you're interested in on the nonprofit and giving backside or the young professionals can meet, we have many different committees. We have a legislative committee as well if you're more of like a political guru. So you, there are many ways you can get involved with the chamber other than just attending our weekly networking meetings
3: yeah and if I can add to that too we also have a lot of special events so in the fall we do a health and wellness fair healthy living is what we call expo is what we call it um, really trying to connect the community with caregivers and providers in our chamber and actually the area Um, We also have things like social media conference where it's an all-day session where we really try to focus on helping businesses and nonprofits get the best benefits of social media and all the different aspects there. We have
2: networking events, like main networking events, like meet and moves we'll put on. Um, and then educational events, like Jim mentioned, social media conference. But we do also a lot of community events. Some of them are hosted at the farmer's market, like you've come to Kittapalooza, Tom. Kittapalooza was great.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Craft
2: Fest, we had Barktoberfest, which really Barktoberfest gets the, the pets yeah. involved and the pet businesses around the area. But in terms of those special events, we have, I think, around 15 that we put on a year or so. And all of those are updated constantly on our website. So if you head over to our website, they're... They're always on our calendar. Speaking of special events, we have our 50th anniversary coming up for the Chamber, which is a huge deal. We'll be celebrating that at our awards gala here in the spring. So stay tuned for those details. And Jim, do you want to talk about how the Chamber's merged back in the day and you know why it's the 50th anniversary
3: our chamber is actually the collection of two chambers it's the cranberry chamber merged with the northern allegheny chamber back in 2010 the northern allegheny chamber actually was founded in 1972 so that is the 50th anniversary uh, of the two chambers back then we saw the similarities of both chambers and everything that we did we saw the same corridor it had all kind of like ideas about business and how and that kind of thing. So we thought it was great to merge. In doing so, it gave us the ability to expand what we do, and the different offerings that we have.
0: And your gala is, is a wonderful gala. We are here with the reigning young professional yeah. here, my co-host Erica Cochran. And thanks so much to, to both of you and to the membership thanks. for uh, selecting NHGO as the nonprofit and excellence award-winning uh, organization here in the region. So we were really proud to be part of that night. We had our board there, staff, some of our staff there as well, too. That was a special night, and we'll look forward to, in just a couple months here, 2022 uh, 50th anniversary version of your gala, uh, which is always so much fun.
1: Uh, any other events that are coming around the corner that you want to mention? I
0: think prom's coming up, right? right. Is that? Yes. Right. Yeah.
2: Yes, Second Chance Prom. So our Hype Committee, aka Helping Young Professionals Excel, is hosting our first Second Chance Prom. That will be, what is it, Friday, February 11th, and it will be at the Arthur Murray Dance Studio in Wexford. It's going to be a fun night, so if you haven't bought tickets yet, by all means, Get your tickets. It's, guys, it is the perfect excuse to take your woman on a date <laughs> and to get her off your back maybe you can, Meh. you know, instead of going to an expensive dinner, just come to Second Chance Prom and then you're just done for there the whole weekend.
0: Well, I already have the babysitter secured for this weekend because it's coming up soon here, <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's going to be wonderful. Another neat event of Hype, and, and again, we really enjoy being part of Hype. Erica, Jackie, myself, Bradley Wilkins, the chair of our Young Professional Board, is real with Hype as well too. We love the group. There's a cornhole tournament. No one does cornhole like the Chamber so you can you tell us a little bit through the uh, Hype Tossing for good?
2: Yeah, so in the past we've put on a cornhole tournament and I've only been with the chamber. I'm coming up on three years, but if you're a nonprofit, the proceeds go back to our nonprofits. So you sign up, you have a team at the cornhole tournament. If you are the winning first or second place team, you choose the nonprofit that gets the first and second place proceeds. And yeah, it's it's always a fun event. In the past we've had it at Warndale Park, Cranberry Township Park. Both days were very hot so <laughs> but yeah, they didn't rain hot. so it was it was great. It's,
3: it's a lot of fun and there's 30 some teams that sign yeah. up every year. It's a great day. I will say we were
0: 6 of the teams last year. Te- NHGO got a lot of the teams involved. Our record in the first round was 1 in 5 so 5 <laughs> of our teams got, got kicked out. Then my wife and I made a comeback we won 21 nothing. We're leading the next game 14 nothing, and then lost 21-19 to get booted out of the this- <laughs> Oh again, so oh but we really we really all had a lot of fun, and I think that's a nice thing, Jim and Annie, that you do as a chamber. You bring people together to do good work through business, through service, through community organizations. It's really a one-stop shop for all the good things that you can do together here in our region. After you're going through all those events, I was looking at my calendar. And I was thinking, literally, you could eat all of your uh, your meals with the chamber <laughs> for your 150 Breakfast plus events. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So there's a business that's listening right now that is not a part of the chamber. Let's talk about why they should be. Let's Let's talk about member benefits and what someone as a local business or a nonprofit mm-hmm. can gain from taking part in all that we just talked about.
3: There's so many benefits that you get from the chamber. A lot of them come with your membership. First of all, and I want to really emphasize this, every employee of the the business is a gets member benefits. So everything that we offer, that employee gets can, can go to the networking meetings, goes to all the different things. They all have the same benefits, but different things that we do. If you're a new business, we do ribbon cuttings. If you're a not so no new business, we do ribbon cuttings and reopenings just for them when they join the chamber, just really to get exposure out there. We have an online business directory where they get exposure for the business. We have a community resource guide, which they're listed in. We publish every year that really gets... Uh, their name out there, all the networking. I used to own a small business before I became uh, involved with the chamber. And I said this, I came from a corporation. By joining the chamber, I got so many connections years quicker than I could have if I was just out there trying to do it on my own, Mm -hmm. because we bring people together. We really connect them. There's also affinity programs where there's special offerings that we have put together for members that they only get because they're a chamber member that includes healthcare and and different place, things like that use of our bulk mail permit people can get mailings and save a lot just using our bulk mail permit number of different things that yeah, we there's have. a lot of
0: benefits and the connections that are made through this chamber are remarkable you stepped up to the plate in a really amazing way as did any show during the pandemic you know had events in person, did it in a safe way, but made sure that people were active and able to connect in a meaningful way during the pandemic. So congratulations to you, Jim and Annie. What are the best ways for people to learn more about your chamber and to keep in touch with the Pittsburgh North Regional Chamber of Commerce?
2: Well, as always, you can head over to our website, which is pghnorthchamber.com. Give our offices a call anytime. Heather, Beth, myself, Jim, we're here to answer anybody's questions if you have, you know, specific questions about joining. And also I encourage anyone interested about the chamber to head over to our website, click on our calendar, figure out when our next connections meetings are. You can attend up to three connections meetings before becoming a member just to like nice. feel it out, get a sense of the community that we've created amongst the chamber and figure out when our next member benefits orientations are. Those are so helpful if you're interested in joining the chamber. We really just go down the list of everything that you get with your membership. So,
0: and One of the amazing things that's come, that's come out of this relationship between the Chamber and NHTO is Nonprofits North. Our next guest in a minute is going to be Mark Heinbachle, the Associate Executive Director of Anchor Point Council, Counseling Ministry that works very really closely with Annie and I on that. I just want to say uh, wholeheartedly thank you, Jim, and thank you, Annie, uh, for the Chamber and all the collaboration on this. Nonprofits North really is bringing people together in an impactful way, and we couldn't do it without you, and, and it's just been an incredible experience so far. So, a sincere thank you uh, for that. It came together Last year in 2021, and we're looking forward certainly to even bigger and better things here in 2022. So, thank you for that. Thank you so much to our headline guest Jim bolts the president of the Pittsburgh North Regional Chamber of Commerce, and Annie Carnes, the director of marketing and events for the Chamber. Thank you again for being on the show, and thanks for all that you do with us. We really enjoyed your interview here today in February of 2022. With that, we'll be back in just a minute with the vice chair of the Nonprofits North Group, Mark Heinbachel, who's also the associate executive director of Anchor Point Counseling Ministry. Welcome back to episode number 11 of the Get to Know NHCO podcast. We hope you enjoyed our interview with Jim Boltz and Annie Carnes of the Pittsburgh North Regional Chamber, which leads us to our next guest. Mark Heimbachel is the Associate Executive Director of Anchor Point Counseling Ministry which is a partner of ours and also was one of the founding partners behind Nonprofits North. We'll get to Nonprofits North in a few minutes, but Mark, welcome to the show, and congrats on your Associate Executive Director role with, with AnchorPoint. That's a, a big step up in the organization.
4: Thank you so much. It's great to be here. Glad that you invited me today to this conversation. Yeah, <laughs>
0: absolutely. Well, a you know, big things going on for you, and it's now... 2022, Anchor Point is an organization that's been around for well past 50 years, doing great work in the community. Can you tell us, Mark, a little bit about what you and and Reverend Barnes and Jennifer and the whole team and Sandy are doing at Anchor Point on a daily basis to help people in our community?
4: Sure. Anchor Point Counseling Ministry has been in the North Hills community for about 54 years now. It's an organization that provides mental health and educational services to community members of all ages. We have clients as young as three years old all the way up to, I believe, our oldest client is about 94 years old right now. So it just reinforces the fact that no matter how old or young you are, there are circumstances in life that can just really make you struggle and that's what we're here for is to help people to walk alongside them in their struggle as they're battling mental health and educational needs like anxiety depression problems in school all of those things really impact people in different ways and can inhibit them from reaching their full potential in life
0: absolutely that's a good overview and thanks mark how big is the base of people that come to anchor point to receive services is it northern allegheny county is it just more specifically the north hills well
4: we started just serving the North Hills but over time we've grown and the needs in the community have grown. So now we are serving northern Allegheny and southern Butler counties, our primary service areas. We call it the northern Pittsburgh region. Typically those areas but we also get clients from the outskirts as well. We have clients coming from the South Hills and just all over. A lot of people do want spiritually integrated services and that's one of the unique aspects of what we do is we're able to support people in the their faith background as well. So regardless of what you believe, that can be part of your healing journey when you come here for counseling, or it could not be, but that can be one reason why people choose us over other providers. So
1: now that you've given us a a pretty clear background of what Anchor Point does, most of our listeners, if they're familiar with NHCO, know that you kind of fill a void that NHCO has here in terms of mental health and counseling. So I just want to say that NHCO is so grateful that Anchor Point works so closely with us as a referral source. I know that there are many nonprofits, especially in the North Hills area of Pittsburgh, that do different things. And we're just so grateful that you can refer people to us for services you don't provide and vice versa. Please tell me a little bit more about just the referral process with other organizations, not just us, in the North Hills and the Pittsburgh area that is so important to making sure that you're serving people the way that they need to be served who come through your
4: Yeah, thank you. I was about to say likewise until you (laughs) said refer to NHCO because we're in a similar situation where we provide the mental health and educational services, but we don't have the basic needs covered like food and housing and transportation like NHCO provides. So uh, we're really grateful to have NHCO as a partner in the community. But we also look to other nonprofits locally like Hearth and Crisis Center North who will work with us collaboratively. They'll refer clients to us. We'll refer clients to them. There's a lot of local churches we work with. They refer clients to us or they provide space for us to provide counseling in the community for community members who otherwise wouldn't be able to reach our location here.
0: One of those is Greenstone now, too, right? Your anchor points? Yep. And Greenstone. Yeah, we're well, at too.
4: Greenstone. Uh we're at Christ Lutheran Church Millvale, and we're currently exploring another relationship to potentially serve Aetna in the future. So that's
0: Very nice. Well that's great. So many good things going on Thank Thanker Point. And actually, your your executive director, Reverend Ron Barnes, and Carolyn Pashir, the former director of programs and services here at NHCO, you and 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 me and Erica and the two of them kind of got together all the way back in I think late 2020, early 2021, and we chatted about this concept of what Nonprofits North could be. I'm proud to have you as my kind of co-chair of the group and we love working with Annie. At this point, we've had 10 plus of the sessions for Nonprofits North and I'm looking at a magazine right now, Mark, as we're talking to you, and it says working together for a stronger community. One of our taglines certainly uh, for the group is together for community impact. You know, we're not non-profit were for community impact and that's really what you and i and annie and the whole team are trying to accomplish with nonprofits north what have you kind of enjoyed about the experience of helping as a leader of the group so far
4: Great to, to have so many nonprofits in our community who are dedicated to meeting critical needs. It just means a lot to have an active role in that. I know that when I started previously as development director here at Anchor Point, I felt like we weren't getting out into the community as much as we needed to. And at that time, I think a previous coalition of nonprofits in the North had kind of fizzled out and we really needed that energy, especially as we were going through COVID last year so many people were were distant from each other. Everybody was communicating via telehealth and they were isolated. And uh, a lot of our nonprofits were facing similar challenges at that time, such as fundraising in the new pandemic environment, what policies and procedures to implement in their nonprofits. And it's just so helpful to have other like-minded nonprofit professionals who are in our community to navigate issues like that with. And that was really my vision uh, when we started this is how can we bring common issues to the table, discuss them, and then create meaningful change for everybody that will benefit everybody.
0: That's a great summary, Mark. And you, you mentioned the word collaborate earlier, and you hear me say it at every meeting, but the idea is to collaborate, not compete. And you know, we're looking at a photo right here of, you know, 25-plus nonprofit professionals with that mindset in this article from the from the Pittsburgh North magazine. It's it's really remarkable what's already happened in this first year of, of Nonprofits North. What, what do you kind of see as the possibilities for the future? You know, I, I mentioned in this article that the sky's the limit. We're already achieving good things together. But what do you think can kind of spin out and, and take place as a result of Nonprofits North?
4: Well, I'd like to see the group continue to grow, just bringing more of these common issues and challenges to the table is what I see. I think we've only scratched the surface so far, and we're just kind of in the infancy stages of this group trying to create momentum, develop relationships, learn more about each other, but I see in the next year or two as this group develops further that we can bring more heavy challenges to the table or more opportunities to the table. A lot of us are very interested in community outreach. Can we all outreach together in some way? Can we market together? Can we post collaborative events together? As you said, sky's the limit. There's so many potential opportunities.
1: So aside from so aside the networking from- and the collaborations, which obviously is a high priority for this group, what I have gathered from attending these meetings is it's it's sort of turned into a support group also. I think we're, we're covering topics that are really important to all of us. You know, some of the, the things that we've had guest speakers come in and talk about or that we've all talked about together in the past are things like Zoom fatigue, social media fundraising, donor relations, things that all of us as nonprofits have struggled with, not only for a long time, but more importantly, the last 18 to 20 months. So I've learned that it's, it's becoming more of a support group for me where you're listening other people who are facing the same challenges as you are. We're sharing advice, things that have worked for us and not worked for us. And I just find it really comforting and reassuring to know that we can all work together and share best practices.
4: Absolutely. I agree wholeheartedly with that. And as an organization that provides support groups, yes, that's <laughs> kind of exactly what it is. That's the, goal. Um, the key to a good support group is having shared experiences. And that's exactly what we've all had. It's, we're all going through the same fundraising challenges and the same marketing challenges and the same financial and human resource challenges. And we're also in a unique space as nonprofits that a lot of for-profits don't face where we might not have the same kind of resources to hire staff. So you have staff who are taking on various different roles, wearing many different hats, and we can talk about those experiences and learn that it's okay. <laughs> yeah. um, just hearing from other people that they're doing the same thing can be reassuring and that, oh, I thought I was doing something wrong. No, you're just making the best of what resources you have, and that's okay.
0: Thank okay. you so much, Thank Mark, you so for much. your leadership within the group, and congratulations on all the good things going on at Anchor Point. Mark, what are the best ways for folks to follow Anchor Point and to learn more about your organization?
4: Well, we are on Facebook. We're also on Instagram, and then our website is www dot anchorpointcounselingministry.org and there's a lot of resources available there and blog articles even if you don't need services now a lot of good parenting tips and mental health tips just to keep you moving in the right direction we have various events that go on and then if people need services they can call us at 412-366-1300 or visit our website and there's a digital intake form there
0: excellent well i hope if anyone would need services from anchorpoint strongly recommend all the do there, and, and you know, on a personal level, I love being one of your newest volunteers that started out last year in 2021 in the tutoring program. It's a lot of fun to help out and, and to serve with Anchor Point as well, too. So that was Mark Heimbachel, our final guest here on episode number 11 of the Get to Know NHTO podcast. Erica, we learned so much this episode from Jim and Annie and Mark. They were three great guests.
1: I am feeling the community support today, <laughs>
0: the community love, and again, this is our February uh, episode, so we are feeling the love from our community partners. Sir and we're very fortunate to have partners and friends like the Pittsburgh North Regional Chamber and Anchor Point Counseling Ministry so Erica I I hope everyone enjoyed episode number 11 we'll be back to you next month we'll be focusing on our Young Community Leaders Board which was one of our great success stories of 2021 that'll be on episode number 12 but for now thank you so much for tuning in and listening to episode number 11 of the Get to Know NHCO podcast if you ever have ideas for us please always feel free to email us at podcast at NHCO.org. And we'll talk to you next time on Get to Know NHCO.